This place is special. Get asked all the time, where's your favorite place to take college game day? And I say every time, Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. This is the best crowd. Honestly, it's six in the morning here. Yeah. It's dark. It's raining. They don't care. These fans right here, pound for pound, are as good as any college football fans in the country. This program is staged to compete and to win championships. Oregon is going to be in the championship game. Can you believe the magical season this has become? When we watch this film, does our effort beat theirs? Here's Bo Nix. Guns been making deposits. Time to cash a check. Sound at Austin, which is deafening for an Oregon 15-point win. Chip Kelly still does not have a win against his former school, and we say farewell. Man, it feels great to be a duck. Welcome to the QB11 Show, presented by Scoop Duck, with Doug, Andrew, and J-Hop. Here are the guys with the latest scoop. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the QB11 show presented by Scoop Deck. We have uh, not planned on doing this episode today, but the Big Ten schedules for the next five years came out. So, QB, we're here to talk about it. Heck yeah, we are. I can't wait. It's funny. It's a, it's a beautiful, what is it, Thursday? Thursday morning. I'm just driving down the road here. I'm on my way to an appointment, and uh, we have like really fun schedules to look at. So I can't wait to get into this. Yeah. Let's uh, let's kind of go over the over real quick of Oregon's five-year schedule. I think the way the Big Ten did this is with their Flex Protect model, most of the teams in the conference, just to review that for our, for folks here, for listeners, most of the teams in conference you. have one Pay protected attention. rivalry. What's that? So Sorry, I was talking shit to the guy behind me who was honking at me when the light was red. Okay, we're recording, so you have to keep those uh, your comments internal now <laughs> to the other drivers. Okay, um, continue. Flex yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Flex Protect model for the Big Ten, most most teams in the conference have one protected rivalry. Uh, Michigan has two. Iowa has three. So there's a couple exceptions, and what those exceptions cause is that it takes five years, really, to complete a full home-and-home home rotation among all 18 schools um, because of that extra those extra rivalry games that a couple schools have. So the Big Ten put together a five-year schedule where every you, Oregon will play everyone at least twice in the five years, and and so most schools three times. Obviously, Washington every single year as our protected rival. So, I'm just going to go through real quick the the twenty the, the all five years kind of home and home and road, and then we can dig into 2024 more specifically. So, for 2024 at home, Oregon plays Illinois, Maryland, Michigan State, Ohio State, Washington. They go on the road to Michigan. Purdue, UCLA, and Wisconsin. 2025, they host Indiana, Minnesota, USC, and Wisconsin. And they go on the road to Iowa, Northwestern, Penn State, Rutgers, Washington. 2026, home, Michigan, Nebraska, Northwestern, UCLA, Washington, of course. Road, Illinois, Michigan State, Ohio State, back to the big house, or sorry, back to the Ohio Stadium, USC. And then uh, 2027, home, Iowa, Ohio State again. Penn State, Purdue, Road, Maryland, Michigan State, Nebraska, UCLA, Wisconsin. And then finally in 2028, home, Illinois, Michigan State again, Rutgers, USC, Washington, Road, Indiana, Minnesota, Penn State, Wisconsin. So a couple of things interesting here. You know, obviously we play in that five-year span. We play Washington every year. We're going to play USC three times. 
we're, we go to us we, we host us we're off it next year uh we host usc again so back-to-back home games that'll be 2025 then we go on the road to usc in 2026 and then we'll host them again in 2028 ucla we will go on the road to next year in 2024 and then host in 26 on the road back again in 27 so we play both la schools three times in the five-year span and then you know obviously we host ohio state in 24 and 27 we go to ohio state in 2026 and then we'll just touch on michigan we hope we go to michigan the big house in 2024 the ducks will then get a return trip from michigan in 2026 and that's it. They only play them twice in the five-year span. QB, any initial thoughts on all that? I know that was a lot to run through, but I'm sure yeah. you've had a chance to look uh, at the, the schedule a couple times. Yeah, I uh, the longer-term stuff, I'm, I'm not all that really interested in at the moment. Like, it's more about next year's schedule for me. Sweet. Um, Let's I, do it. I've been, and the thing that was, like, the most exciting to me, obviously, and I'm extraordinarily biased with this, is that we're, we're going to Madison next year. We're going to Camp yeah. Randall. I know I'm. Yeah, exactly. So let's 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 dig into 2024. Um, Obviously, Oregon, as currently scheduled, will play 13 games in 2024 because of the trip to Hawaii. So that eight home games scheduled. They got five five home games in the big. It's really interesting because the first uh, they got five home games uh, in the first year, and then obviously they'll play five road games in 2025, and so on and so on. But um, because of that. They have eight home games next year. They have um, Idaho, Boise State, and Texas Tech out of conference. And then in conference, the odds and schedule is going to include Illinois, Maryland, Washington, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Like, that's a really freaking cool home that's schedule a, overall. That's when you add in Boise State and Texas schedule. Tech, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. I cannot wait. Like, this is going to be um, – just looking at these schedules, like, for this is – true for everybody across the board right because you're adding three really good pro three pretty quality programs in oregon usc and washington a solid program in ucla that i think for like the average of the current big ten is still like a tough out uh, so everyone's schedule is getting harder but specifically for those pack the pack 12 teams because let's be honest like they're outside of this season the quality of the pack 12 has been pretty poor um and like oregon has i mean you're playing in, in the current F plus ratings, you're playing the top two teams next year and in Michigan and Ohio state. Um, you obviously have the protected rivalry, the home game against Washington. Uh, but then you're playing some perennially like pretty dang good teams that are like, not necessarily like national powerhouses, but way more solid and dependable than what the typical Pac-12 yeah. team. I mean, a, a so, road trip to a road trip to Madison against, you know, Luke Fickle in Wisconsin year two, right? Like, yeah, that's not going to be an easy game by any stretch. No, it's not. Um, and just the environments that this team is going to get to play in now, like not only on the road, but think about the home environments, like the quality of, I, I don't know. I, I know everybody is shrinking stadiums nationally. Um, I not, think that they're, not us. I, I think that Oregon might actually be in the position to say, to, to improve the size of the stadium a little bit, because I think that the demand for the quality of matchup that's going to be available, is going to be much higher. Um, I mean, obviously, they'd have to do that in conjunction with making the game day experience better in general, whether it's concessions. And we can spend a whole podcast talking about that stuff. But uh, nonetheless, like I just I love this schedule. I can't wait. Um, I, I think I see two away trips that I have to make next year. Like I have to go to Ann Arbor. <laughs> well, and that, I have to go to Madison. 
that's my challenge because, you know, I had kind of said before we saw this is, is my, my goal is to pick like one big 10, you know, a traditional big 10 or, or existing big 10 road trip a year to go to. And then the schedule comes out and I'm like, no offense to Purdue, but I'm like, do I go to Michigan or do I go to Camp Randall? Like, how do I decide this? And then I'm obviously gonna also going to go to Hawaii. So like, I don't know. <laughs> What's that? I'm thinking I might actually try to make every single game next year because UCLA is, I can just drive over to LA. I've got tons of family over there. Um, mm. And I, I love the Rose Bowl. Um, and like, I don't, Purdue is like the only one on this list that I'm not like super stoked to get to, but I would have no other reason to go. So why not? Um, but this home schedule, like I want to be at all these home games. Yeah, I mean, obviously the headliners are going to be Ohio State and Washington at home. Michigan State, we'll see what they are, what their new coach looks like next year. Maryland is is a, a sneaky good Big Ten team this year, probably the by many people the fourth or at least fifth best team in the existing Big Ten. And then Illinois, you know, has been really, really good defensively last year. This year they're a little bit more – I don't know what they are this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 would you rather – play those games than Cal or Stanford or Arizona state yeah. or whatever. Sure. Yes. A hundred percent. Like I, I, I like, for example, I'm coming, I went to every home game this year, except the FCS game, um, Hawaii and Cal. Those are the three games that I missed on, on the home schedule of this season. Um, next year with tech and Boise, like I'm not going to be missing non-con games. Uh, I, I probably won't go to Idaho, but every other game on the schedule, like I want to yeah. go to Hawaii. Certainly. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is really exciting. And I think that like, this is going to drive substantial fan interest. And I think that interacting with all these big 10 fan bases will be a really fun, unique experience for duck fans that haven't before. Like camp Randall from a tailgating standpoint is such an awesome place. Like it's, it, there's nothing like it on the West coast. Like Eugene is so tame, um, in relation. And I already know just based on how Wisconsin and Oregon fans have interacted in the Rose Bowl series and then the home and home back in the early 2000s that th there's, they're going to be so hospitable and it's going to be such a, a great, awesome, like kind of kumbaya moment to come in and, um, and to, to party with them and, and to, to see all their traditions. And so I, I think that these early, these first road trips for Oregon fans are going to be some really special experiences. And I just, uh, I personally don't want to miss out on them. And I know a lot of other people share that excitement. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I actually was looking out at, at the right. I actually tweeted this out earlier. So if I if I go by my one one road trip per year rule, you know, having to I decided to go with Penn State um, or sorry, Michigan next year, because we that's the only time in the five years we that Oregon will travel to Michigan versus it, at Wisconsin. Oregon is scheduled to travel back to Wisconsin in 2028. So if I can only do one, I'll go to Michigan in 24 and Wisconsin in 28. And then Penn State, obviously, in 2025. Shout out to Iowa, though, as a miss there. And then uh, Ohio State, back to Ohio State in 26. And um, and then to Nebraska, to Lincoln in 27. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. But there's there's several other trips within there as well, if I can make two a year that obviously want to. And obviously, I'm going to go up to the Washington games and maybe some of the L.A. games as well. But I think there's only two games in L.A. Uh, over the – maybe three in L.A. over the four years. Let's see, one, two – yeah, three games in LA over the over the five year span, well, which um, is what you want, right? Like you want to be playing yeah. in LA as often as possible, just to so you can. Which is yeah, slightly them. more frequently than currently, right? Like right now, Oregon plays in LA every other year, so fifty percent of years, and 
in the new actually yeah 50 percent of years that in in the in the big 10 right now it's three out of five so it's slightly better 60 percent um well, we, you want to talk about some of the other percent right now we're yeah 50 percent right now we know we don't oh you're right That's it's only 25 percent right now it's one out of four yeah. no it's two out of four years because we play in a four-year span yeah. we play both ucla and usc home and home no, so in a four-year span, we play in LA twice. We, that's not how that works, right? Come on, you, you know our schedule. We with, with the Pac-12 South schedule, we miss two teams a year. So there's years that we miss the LA schools, both of them. No, and there's we always we always play in LA school every year. Or, or I mean, sorry, there, but there's years where we won't go to LA for two years in a row. Yeah, like, but in a four-year span, we go twice. Okay, maybe you're right. Anyway, you probably know we're we're gonna we're going up a little bit. Um, Interestingly, one thing I noticed looking at the other West Coast schools moving over to the Big Ten is we're the only one who plays Ohio State next year. They don't play UCLA, USC, or Washington home or away. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, just looking at it. So you, going through those real quick, UCLA will play also play five home games like Oregon. They will host Indiana, Iowa, Minnesota, the Ducks, and USC. You know, so they a bit, a bit of an – easier slash i don't say easier but maybe a less there's less brands in that home slate than oregon's getting um i guess unless you include oregon and usc as brands but it, it, uh, minnesota iowa uh interesting team and then on the road usually we'll go to nebraska penn state and washington as well as rutgers so kind of a tough road slate there for for the bruins yeah it is a tough road slate the that i would say it's an easier schedule because i mean if we were to look forward um to next year i think that the the five best teams in the in the new big 10 oh i'd say the six best teams and I, you don't have to put them in any order are, are going to be the big three from the current big 10 east wisconsin oregon and usc um, yeah and they and play so three of those yeah they, they only play three of them now obviously oregon can't play itself but oregon's going to play washington which might be one of those teams as well um I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. We we also are scheduled to play three of the teams you mentioned: Michigan, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. So all right, Doug. We don't know what quarterback's UCLA, gonna be. Kind of that second tier. Yeah. We don't even know um, what quarterback's gonna be, but I need a record prediction from you for you out of the schedule <laughs> right now. <laughs> um. Okay. Let me go through this real quick. I'm gonna say. Let's say we go two and conference. two. I'm gonna say we go two and two in the road um, road conference games, and we win four out of five at home so that puts me at six and three, and three in conference ten and three or eleven and th- i don't know yeah ten and three because we have 13 games yeah wrong, wrong answer or eleven and three fun. yeah whatever we'll see it's early I, i'm also trying to be like probably shading to less homer than more homer well yeah i mean there's, um, it's so it's so early like there's no <laughs> there's no like we don't even know who the quarterbacks for a lot of these teams are going to be and there's going to be so much movement in the transfer portal. And there's still a lot to be done on the recruiting trail. So, uh, but like I look at the schedule and it's definitely like there's much higher likelihood of multiple losses than there was on any of the recent Oregon schedules. Yeah. Well, also keep in mind expanded playoff next year, 12 teams. I, you know, looking historically, I mean, there's going to be more losses in general in, in the SEC and Big Ten just because of the, the, the number of, of high quality teams has increased in both of those conferences. So, you know, if we look at historical data, t- two losses will get you in the playoffs pretty much every year um, in in one of those two conferences. If you go 10 and 2, or in Oregon's case next year, 11 and 2 in the Big Ten or the SEC, you're definitely in. 
But I also think because there's going to be more losses of top teams that I think three loss teams are going to get in, not, not a bunch of them, but I think if not every year, certainly maybe every other year, there will be at least one three loss team that, that gets in, you know, into the bottom of the bracket. Even if Oregon were to lose on the road in an Arbor and against Ohio state at home, which I don't, I think that Oregon can be competitive in both those games. Um, and we'll see what, what the teams look like next year. I, I think this is a two loss schedule. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's certainly, yeah, again, we're way early because we don't rosters are, you know, changed so much, but yeah, I don't think that's, 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 that's a crazy talk to but say like, that. Right? Like that's like, that's, that's naturally where this conversation goes, right? Like that's. Yeah. 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 It's not, I mean, it's not, that's not a, that's not a crazy prediction. It's, it's at the high end of, of the likely outcomes. Right. But it's not absurd. No, it's not um, at all. Yeah. So looking over at USC, they play four home games in the conference, Nebraska, Penn state, Rutgers, Wisconsin, um, and then they go on the road, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, UCLA, and Washington. So that's kind of cool that they're continuing the home and roads from the Pac-12 slate over, like, for example, USC is uh, hosting Washington this year, so they have to go to Seattle next year. Right, right. And then the same thing, I mean, obviously Oregon and UCLA didn't play this year, but I th- – Actually, I kind of feel that no, they, they will host year. us. Yes, yeah, and then we go to UCLA the next time, uh, next year. Yeah, so so, that, so they're so honoring so, the existing yeah. home roads, which I think again, yeah. makes the most sense um, logistically. I mean, it's like yeah, it's particularly a in the rivalry thing. games. My question is like, are when like what like I want to know when we're playing these games, when our bye week is. Yeah, like that, there's a lot of logistics now. I want to understand, like, are we playing in at Camp Randall or are we playing in Ann Arbor in late November, or are we playing, <laughs> playing out there in in like in October, yeah, like um, early October or something? Yeah. But yeah, I that's good. I mean, yeah, I sound like a broken record. I literally cannot wait. Like, this is going to be this like this schedule has me more excited for next year than I've ever been for an Oregon schedule. And like the the home games, like if you're a season ticket holder, like the value proposition is so much higher now um, than it yeah. was ever in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, obviously, 2020 was the year where that was going to be a really great home schedule, and then COVID ruined that. But I mean, this is as good as 2020, and this is basically what you're going to see every year. You're going to see this this quality every year, especially when you add in, you know, quality. You know, Oregon has some pretty quality non-conference opponents lined up, you know, from the Big 12 primarily over the next several years as well. But also Boise State, three year, you know, two out of the next three years will be, you know, in Austin and then a trip to Boise as well. So, um, yeah, next year, Indiana, Minnesota, USC, Wisconsin. So, I mean, there's there's quality home games in there as well to mix in with the non-conference one. So I agree with you. Um Real quick, flipping over to Washington, they have four Big Ten home games next year. They this is a great schedule, home schedule for them too. They're going to be excited about this. They get they host Michigan, Northwestern, UCLA, and USC. They host both LA schools. Um, so that's a that's a nice. I don't know what their non con is next year, um, but that's a nice slate of of. Uh, and what's their away you know, games? Big Ten teams. Their away games are at Indiana, at Iowa, at Oregon, at Penn State, and at Rutgers. Sounds about five hundred to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean the I Oregon Penn State; those are going to be really tough. Especially Washington's going to turn over their roster a lot this year, as we know. Um, Rutgers is an I improved think, team. 
but that Iowa game, like that sticks out to me. Like that is not a fun place to play by all everyone I've ever heard, heard from talk about it. It's just not a fun place to play at all. And their right. fans bring, bring it. Yeah. Kinnick is an awesome environment. That's another one that I can't wait to get to. Um, when do, when does Oregon play at Iowa? Um, let me look. It's a ways down. We play at Iowa in 2025. So the following year. Yeah, I will be at that game as well because I, yeah. I want to go. That's tough. That's, again, the only time in the five years we go to Iowa, but it's also the same year we go to Penn State. So, again, two two. Got to make them both, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Doug, it's time to start putting in the OT. Yeah, I got I got. Well, I don't get, you know, not an hourly employee, but I get, uh, I'll have to start filling up the piggy bank, uh, you know, the, the virtual piggy bank a little bit early here, start banking some money for these trips. Yeah, I know. I can't, like, we're going to have to get this all figured out. Because like at least for you, it's only a two-hour drive to home games. I got to fly in for home games too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at least you got somewhere to stay. But yeah, that adds up for sure. Um, yeah. Oregon does go to Penn State twice, twenty-five and twenty-eight. So you know, two chances at a whiteout game, maybe. Yeah, I think that I think that um, Washington might be the whiteout game next year. What's Penn State's home schedule? Um. Let me flip over here. Penn State's home schedule is Illinois, Maryland, Ohio State, UCLA, and Washington. Oh, never mind. It'll be Ohio State. Well, actually, that might be big noon. That might not be a choice. If it's big yeah, that could be a big game. Yeah. Maybe UCLA. Maybe Washington. Yeah, I think it'd be more like I'm excited for all of these Big Ten traditions, right? Like home and road, right? I mean, uh, Oregon obviously doing the stripe out the other day. Maybe that was looking ahead a little bit, and I, I just. This stuff is really cool. We need a trophy. We need a trophy and a name for our Washington rivalry game. We got to figure that out. Yeah, the trophy games are fun. I, again, as a Wisconsin fan, like I, I feel like I have like a little bit of a sneak peek that other other Oregon fans don't, um, just to how awesome these rivalries are. But When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's look at here. Any other interesting schedules of note? Uh, Michigan will host Michigan State, Minnesota, Northwestern, Oregon, and USC. So they get two of the Pac-12 games in the big house, the two most biggest brands in the Pac-12 currently uh, in the big house next year. So that's a, that's exciting for their fans. And then they go obviously go on the road to Ohio State and Washington. So they play they play three of the four, whereas Ohio State only played Oregon and none of the other, none of the other four, um, Michigan plays three of the four incoming Pac-12 teams next year. I think that's intentional on behalf of the Big Ten brass, right? Like they want to take advantage of these new matchups. They're going to market those, and they're going to pull big viewership, I think, because of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the, the, the viewership numbers next year, I mean, and, and, and this is when the full – like right now the Big Ten is in their new, new TV deal, but it's not fully implemented because the CBS – SEC contract still runs through this 2023 season. So it's kind of like halfway settled, but next year it's, it's fully implemented in, in the big 10 TV deal. And so 
those matchups, it's going to be crazy. Like between the big noon, the CBS afternoon game and the NBC primetime game, I'm talking East Coast times, right? So do the translation. Like those are those are all going to be like premium matchups every week, right? It, you know, a lot of times in the past, you know, without before the four schools coming up from the West, you'd see, you, you know, it'd be Ohio State, Michigan on one end, but it would oftentimes be a mid-tier or even a lower tier program that would get a lot of those slots. And I think now they're not going to, the networks aren't going to have to do that. They're going to be able to say, you know, they can pass over a Michigan versus Rutgers in favor of a Oregon versus, you know, Wisconsin or something. I, I'm not saying they would. I'm, I'm just making up an example on the fly. It's well, probably not the best example, but here, you get my point. Your, they can, they can pick your... premium good on good matchups instead of good on bad matchups. Here, here's my question for you, Doug, early looking at this, like, how often do you think Oregon's going to be on each network in the 25 in, in the 24 season in the 24 season okay let me look at that real quick so i mean do I, that I mean, because I'm, I'm let's going say to networks in right general now, so. i mean okay so oregon michigan's obviously going to be a network game um I, I would have to imagine i mean oregon wisconsin that might be a border one i mean in the normal in the in the existing paradigm that we're all used to that would be a network game in the new world it just depends what the other matchups are that week. If that's the fourth best matchup, then you're falling off the, the, the you know the, the networks that week. Oregon UCLA, same thing. Like those are those are ones that are probably like right on that. Like just depends on what the lineup looks like that week, which again might be how they set the lineup too. Is like how do we get you know three the three three top tier games every week, right? And instead of stacking five one week and two a different week. Um, or Illinois, Maryland, those won't be Oregon, Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State, maybe that's a kind of a borderline, probably less so, less likely than UCLA or Wisconsin because of the state of the Michigan State program. Obviously, Oregon, Ohio State, and Oregon, Washington will both be networks games. So I would say three absolute guaranteed, likely more, you know, maybe, maybe six at the top end, you know, maybe four to five is probably the the sweet spot but when you when you're not on one of those but also that we don't know what they're going to do friday night we don't know what they're going to do saturday night right are they going to put some of these games in that fourth window on saturday night or on a friday night like you know 5 p.m kick or something so that would that would give a potential for more of those network games and, and then the other and obviously the texas tech game right that'd be another network game so so we'll put that one in there as well so that gives you an extra they put you up to five or six likely in seven at the top end. Um, maybe add one more if you're talking about a Friday night game or something or a Saturday night game, which which very well could happen. That's the strategy I, I want to see play out, which when they when they announce the actual, um, you know, week by week schedule, we'll get to see a little bit more, at least on Friday night games. We may not get to know if there's going to be any fourth window games yet, but but maybe by the pairings, we'll be able to kind of suss out if, if we see that as likely. I see that more as a like, non-conference thing right like oregon like oregon idaho or oregon like boise may be like a late kick so they could put it on fox or or fs1 or or peacock or something well Doug, i want to implore you because not only did you nail it 100 but you also did it in exactly the amount of time it took me to go through the car wash um which <laughs> makes so you didn't hear anything life. i said is what you're saying no, I could hear you. It just if I had to talk, all you would have heard was like, like the sounds of a car wash, which wouldn't have been gotcha. particularly great podcasting. Not that any of this is particularly great podcasting. <laughs> um, um, you know, we didn't talk about Ohio State. Go ahead, finish your thought. No, go ahead. 
I would say, you know, just talking about uh, Ohio State, Penn State is other schedules of note. So Ohio State will host Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Nebraska, Purdue. So all their home games are traditional Big Ten. Uh, pretty outside of Michigan, obviously, I think a pretty easy home slate for them. And then they go on the road to Michigan State, Northwestern, Penn State, and Oregon. So, so we're uh, the only yeah. new team they play. Yeah. Yeah. I said that earlier. Yep. That's right. Good catch. Yeah. Uh, Penn State. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Penn State um, hosts it's Illinois, Maryland, Ohio State, UCLA, and Washington. So Penn State will host two of the new schools. And then Penn State goes on the road to USC. So like Michigan, they play three out of the four. Um, and then they also go on the road to uh, Michigan, Purdue, and Wisconsin. So uh, you know that's a that's a pretty tough slate for Penn State next year. They they play on the road at Minnesota, Purdue, USC, Wisconsin, uh, and then they host Illinois, Maryland, Ohio State, UCLA, and Washington. So they got a they got a good lineup um, there as well. Yeah. There's not going to be many years where we don't say this is a great home lineup. And no. I don't really know that there's a lot of ways to construct this where anybody ends up with an easy schedule because there's so many, there's so many good recruiting programs and, and like top tier programs in this league that you're going to end up playing three of them every year, no matter how it gets divvied out. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. Especially, you're always going to have at least if you're three. Not one of the, yeah. like, if you're not one of the six, like, what I would consider like upper echelon programs in the conference. If you're not one of those six, it's you, you're 100% going to play at least three every year. Oh yeah, for sure. Interesting. Looking some, at US, yeah, go ahead. Like, like I'm uh, sorry. I, I, go ahead. I'm, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the, um, like I'm looking at teams like Maryland and Rutgers to see like if they have any just completely absurd schedules here in the next couple of years. Where where they just have to play like a total murderer's yeah, row, like continue. a gauntlet. Yeah. Um, well, I was just say, look at USC. That, it's interesting. They don't host any West Coast school next year. All four of their home games are Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, and they travel to USC, UCLA, and Washington. So that that's a little bit interesting there. The other, the uh, you know Washington hosts both LA schools. UCLA hosts Oregon and USC, and obviously Oregon hosts um, Washington next year. So. That, that's a little bit interesting. Oregon only plays two of the other three, um, whereas UCLA is and, – and and USC only plays two of the other three. Or Washington and UCLA are each playing three – all three of the other West Coast teams next year. So um, from a travel perspective, Washington has one trip to the East – well, two trips to the Eastern time zone, Rutgers and Penn State, and then two trips to Central time zone with Iowa and Indiana – USC has two East Coast East East time zone trips, Maryland and Michigan, and then one Central. So they only have three trips to the East, which isn't too bad for USC. Um, Minnesota being the Central time zone one, and and UCLA has it probably the similar to USC. They go to Nebraska, and then their two East Coast trips are Penn State and Rutgers. So those three only have, or those the LA schools only have three kind of traditional Big Ten road trips. Um, Oregon also only has three. They go to Wisconsin and Purdue in the central time zone and Michigan in the eastern time zone. So, I mean, that's not a huge travel problem. Yeah. I'm looking at these. Uh, Which I've said all along. That stuff's been been overblown. Yeah. Our home schedule in what year was that? 2027? Because I'm, I'm finally stopped and having a chance to look at it. Or no, it might have been 26. Yeah, 26. 
uh, Michigan, Nebraska, Northwestern, UCLA, and Washington. That'll be a fun home schedule because um, both Michigan and Nebraska fans travel really well. Um, also, none of the other 14 schools have to come to the West Coast more than one time, which is also as expected, right? There's no need for that. So in, in at least in the 2024 schedule, I haven't walked through all the future ones yet, but um, no one has to come West more than one time, which was, again, as expected. Is there, uh, do you have any other thoughts on the schedule as a whole or as it relates to Oregon? Uh, not a thought on the schedule, but on the release aspect of it. So, you know, obviously word started coming out yesterday that the schedule is going to be released today. And, you know, kind of we're chatting about it this morning. So I kept watching Twitter and Big Ten Ted, who we, we had on the other day, posted something about it. And then he said in his tweet, he said, I'm watching the release show now. And I'm and the, and, it, and it dawned on me, like the Big Ten Network is actually having a release show. And they're talking about this and they're probably going to be talking about it for half the day. And it just dawned on me again. We actually have a real network now. Oh my gosh. I get to watch the, I get to watch a network. Yeah. Like, you know, cause I can, my, my schedule release in our experience has been a tweet. Right. And that's yeah. the schedule. And then we all have to figure out our own ways to talk about it. Like there's not been a show on the PAC 12 network with, with like, 27 people breaking it down from every angle and direction. Like that's just a new concept that we have to get used to. Yeah. It's I'm like, the, it's like the day that they announced us to the big 10 when they had all, they, they talked about it all day on the big 10 network. That's well, the other that's thing. Like, you, I mean, we're going to have games on the big 10 network, but that's not like the PAC 12 network at all. Like people actually no. get the big 10 network. They actually release ratings numbers for the big 10 network. Um, it's in over well, on home nationwide. Which will it's, go up. There's also there's Fox. It's Fox production, so the production quality is actually good too. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Like watching a game on the Big Ten Network, in my opinion, is no worse than watching it on like Big Fox or FS1. Um, I'm I'm still Any searching more for you? like. Not really. I'm still searching for the murder. Well, Rutgers has a, a season where they play Ohio State, Washington, Oregon, Penn State, Iowa. That's not easy. No, I'm, someone's gonna someone's gonna fun, get hosed no. along the way. And I'm just trying to find that schedule. Well what's interesting is there was some rumors that were floating around. <laughs> oh, okay, let's hear North, North, Northwestern has a year where they play Nebraska, Penn State, USC at home and then they go on the road to UCLA, Oregon and Michigan. That's Out, gonna, so I mean, two West Coast trips. Two West Coast trips. I mean, but it's yeah, Northwestern. I mean, Northwestern exists to soak up losses. I'm sorry. That's just the reality of it. That's why they're <laughs> in this conference. That's same and there's a few other Indiana teams as well. Indiana plays uh, Oregon, Penn State, and Iowa at home, and then they go to UCLA and Wisconsin. So uh, Michigan I mean, State another Illinois, team, we'll see. Another team in Indiana that exists only to soak up losses. That's That's why they're here. Yeah, but there's some pretty proud programs that are going to have to start soaking up losses, and uh, I'm gonna, oh, it's yeah. going to be. Yeah, that's and, and the same thing that, in like, the SEC. This league is also just going to be uber competitive. Yeah. So there's there was there, a rumor. There, there were some rumors going around yesterday. I think there's some come stuff coming off the Michigan board, and, and it, like had Michigan playing like every single good team. It was clearly false, and. And, the, and I was like, but if this is true and, and Michigan's playing all the West Coast schools and all the traditional Big Ten powers, like, 
That means that, and and the thought behind it was, well, the, the networks wanted to stack all these brand on brand games to maximize their their viewership and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're the Big Ten, if you actually do that, and you do that to Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, USC, and all the all the top schools, Penn State, you're you're just you're eliminating yourself from one or two playoff spots because you're just you're creating losses among your top tier. The SEC sure as hell ain't going to do that. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, thankfully, like, yeah. they didn't do that. Thankfully, they didn't do that. These aren't easy schedules, but they're also not like so laden with the top programs for each other that like you'll get we'll get enough of the good matchups that fans want to see. Um, but there, there's also enough fluff in these schedules to produce the the outcomes necessary to put teams in the no, playoffs. It's, it's the right mix. It's the right mix. Because if you're Oregon, like just being honest, like you should be able to take care of Purdue, Purdue, UCLA, Illinois, and Maryland, and honestly Michigan State because they'll be in year one with the new coach without too much yeah. issue. And, and then you just have the Michigan, um, Wisconsin, UCLA, Ohio State, Washington games, um, which would be more considered like, more competitive. Right. And if you win three out of five of those, then you're you're in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's like – That's, that's kind of what you're looking for every year, right? You, 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 you win your non-con. You win your – you know, out of your nine conference games, you figure – half are gimmies you win those half and the other half you split and then you're in the playoffs <laughs> that's yeah. the plan right and then obviously if you're uh, yeah and that's not the plan the plan is to win them all right but that's the looking at it from a macro level on a on a you know multiple year that's kind of like what you'd want to see you know kind of your average year being and then obviously you want to trend up every once in a while and maybe grab a top seed or something get a home game I mean, hell, two lost teams are going to get home games. Uh, Ohio State also has Texas and Alabama on their um, schedule over the next four years, along with their Big Ten schedules. Yeah, That's let's crazy. look at Oregon's real quick. So I talked about this year. So 25, Oregon has Montana State, Oklahoma State, Boise at Boise State, um, very very manageable. Oklahoma State obviously is not the team right now that they were when this was scheduled. Could be could be back again a little bit. We'll see. Uh, twenty twenty six, same at Boise State at home at Oklahoma State, Portland State. Twenty seven, Eastern Washington, Baylor, Utah State. That's at Baylor, and then twenty eight, uh, North Dakota State, Baylor, and Utah State again. So those are all very very manageable. I mean, if you're Oregon. Like obviously, there's no gimmies, right? Like when you're playing a, a, a team like a Baylor or an Oklahoma State or a Texas Tech or even a Boise State, but like those are all games like you should expect to win. Like, and honestly, that's the right scheduling. I, I think what you should be doing is, you know, maybe maybe as we get toward our open dates in 2030 and beyond, maybe you look to schedule some ACC or SEC teams in there. I, I, it'll be really interesting to see how scheduling philosophy changes um, under the kind of the power to and 12 team playoff for era like if if how the scheduling philosophy of the premier teams in, in the big 10 and the sec changes I'll, I'll be interested to watch that yeah it's um i don't think it's going to change much if i'm honest with you but we'll, we'll see yeah i think what will be interesting is i mean oregon obviously had you know michigan what they thought would be a good Michigan state and Ohio state in their future schedule. Those games will obviously all be canceled now because they're in the same conference. But what will be interesting to see is as we get toward those past those kind of big 12 home and homes, which we have scheduled over the next well six years, starting with 2023 is what, what is what's up that replaces those, right? 
is Oregon going to continue to do kind of the ABC model, which means you're probably going out to try to find at least Big 12 and ACC teams, if not SEC teams, to replace us. I'd like to see Oregon play some more SEC games, and maybe that's hard to get them to come out for home and homes. But, I'm, you know, I think that would be something I'd like to see on the 29 and 29 and beyond schedule is can we get some, you know, uh, Arkansas the more or Ole Miss. Yeah. Like ACC games too. Like I'm totally fine. Like yeah, if let's get Miami on the schedule. Come on, let's bring it. Bring Mario out here. Yeah, get Miami or Florida State or like I, I love these big marquee matchups at the beginning of the season. And I understand that some people think it's bad scheduling um, with with the college football playoff. But with it expanding to twelve, I think that those wins only bolster your. Um, I, I think that I, I think that the losses matter less and the wins matter more in the twelve team yeah. playoff era. And so just yeah. like having the opportunities to play a good team. So it'd be fun to do a home and home with UNC. It, um, I, I know that a lot of Duck fans enjoyed the home and home with Virginia. Um, in, yeah, in Tennessee again, bring those back. Ol- yeah. Ol- Ole Miss would be great. Um, I would I be love totally that. fine. Yeah. yeah. It, Tennessee would be great. Um, I don't think you're I, I think get any of the, the bigger programs to agree, whether like, when I say bigger, I mean like Georgia, Bama, and m LSU, but you might be able to get that tier two. Um, maybe even Auburn would agree because there's been some good matchups there. All right, QB, I think that is all we've got time for today. We will, uh, we still need to get our picks episode out, <laughs> or yeah, we'll, maybe, we'll uh, record that tonight. We'll, we'll get okay. I mean, sounds I, good. I'm sitting in front of a client's house, so I need to go in, but. Yeah, I, I got to uh, go to a meeting as well. So we will uh, we'll be back at you tomorrow morning with our picks. And uh, yeah, this is this. Yeah, as much as I'm loving 2023 and I don't want to fast forward through it, like 2024 is going to come real fast and I'm ready for it. Yeah, no, enjoy this season because this season is going to be really fun. But uh, just this only makes me more excited for the future. If I was looking at like a Pac-10 schedule release, we wouldn't be happy. We wouldn't be recording this podcast right now. No. No, we just, yeah, not at all. All right, and we are back. Um, We're going to switch gears now. We were talking about the schedule release. Obviously, a lot of excitement around that. We're going to switch over and give our picks for the week QB. Week six, Ducks off, obviously, by week before uh, playing the Huskies next week. And we'll obviously have a lot of content around that starting Monday morning. Uh, we'll be previewing that. I know you're been, you've been watching a lot of film, so I can't wait for those conversations on Monday. But for now, let's make our picks for week six. we got 11 games to get through, four Pac-12 games, and seven out-of-conference or seven uh, other conference games. Let's start with the Pac-12. We've got uh, Washington State on the road down in Southern California at the Rose Bowl to take on the UCLA Bruins. The Bruins are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite in this one. Who do you like? I like UCLA to win this game, but I like the points with Wazoo here at three-and-a-half. I think if it was three, I'd probably swap my pick to UCLA, Um, but I think that's a key number in this game. I think it's going to be a very, very competitive game. Um, I think we're going to really find out what – this UCLA passing game has to offer because I, I don't believe very strongly in the Washington state secondary. Um, and I actually don't believe in UCLA secondary either. So I think this is actually a rather high scoring affair. Um, although I do expect UCLA to be able to generate quite a bit of pressure on Cam. Ward. 
This is definitely one of those games. So you're picking you're picking Wazoo. Um, I'm taking Wazoo plus the three and a half. Yeah. yeah, Justin agrees with you. I'm going UCLA in this one. Uh, I'm going to take them to cover. It is an interesting one in that this is that like second tier teams, right? Like UCLA's already got a conference loss. Obviously, Wazoo is undefeated so far, but the, the, you know the pecking order for that Washington State, Oregon State. UCLA and and probably now Utah, right? That there's a there's a real jockeying for positions there. And I know at the beginning of the year we talked about UCLA being a team that because of their easier schedule now playing Washington, Oregon, it could be a team that kind of backdoors their way into the Pac-12 title game. Well, if they lose this one, I think those odds go almost to zero because that would be two conference losses with with you know the Beavers still on the schedule, USC still on the schedule, like that. That would be pretty hard for them to come back one back from. Yeah, I think this is a make-or-break game for the Bruins this season, so um, I expect them to have play with kind of a back-against-the-wall mentality in this game, and ultimately I expect them to win. I just think that Washington State's also a really good football team, and um, I think that the matchup is such um, where you, where both teams will be able to get pressure on the opposing quarterback, but both secondaries are also susceptible to, to giving up big plays. So um, I'm going I'm to go ahead and take Wazoo to cover, but I, I do think UCLA is the better team and wins this game at home. Gotcha. All right, so I got UCLA, you and Justin on Wazoo with the points. Uh, next up, we've got Colorado on the road, down in the desert, your neck of the woods to take on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Colorado is a road favorite in this one. When's the last time Colorado was a road favorite in a factual conference game? Well, might have been a while. Well, I don't think Colorado was anything but a like double-digit underdog in every game last year, so... Um... I, I think yeah. uh, this is obviously a step in the right direction for Dion in that program. And I actually think they cover this. I think they win this game by more than a touchdown. So um, I'm, I'm going to take Colorado minus the four. I'm with you. I also picked Colorado to cover this one. Um, Justin, and by the way, Justin and I this week are different on nine out of the 11 games. So we could either split and, and wash. He could take a commanding lead over me or I could catch up and, and maybe even pass him. But we're going to have a lot of differences in this one. Um he took ASU in this one. So we're going to go on now. Oregon State Beavers on the road after their first loss of the year. No. Did they win? They won. They beat Utah. Yeah, my bad. They go on the road as a nine-and-a-half-point road favorite down in Berkeley, California Bears. Justin has the Beavers covering this nine-and-a-half. I think the Beavers win, but I think the game is ugly and close, and Cal uh, keeps it under the nine-and-a-half. So I'm going with the Bears. What say you? I got the Beavers covering. I think this is going to be a crockpotting. I don't think that Cal is good enough at anything on offense. Um, while Oregon State doesn't have exceptional talent on the outside of corner, I don't think any of these Cal quarterbacks are good enough or consistent enough to take advantage of that. So um, I think Oregon State ends up pulling away in the second half and winning by like 14. All right. I don't feel great about this pick. I might want to change it. But, nah, what the hell. I'm going to ride with it. All right, last Pac-12 game. Arizona, after their um, pretty pretty respectable loss hosting Washington last week, 31-24, they go on the road this time to take on the USC Trojans, a 21-and-a-half-point home favorite. I mean, this, how bad USC's defense is. Their offense is good enough that they remain three-touchdown favorites like week after week after week. Yeah, I'm taking USC in this one. I think after what happened last week with, with Colorado covering and them really only winning by a touchdown um, despite a 28-point lead at one point in the second quarter, I think that USC is going to be 
hungry to prove a point. Um, it's a home game. I don't really trust uh, the the uh, redshirt freshman uh, Hobbit and Noah Fafita on the road. Um, and so with that on the, on my mind, I'm going to go USC minus the 21 and a half points. Yeah, I also am picking USC. I had a very same similar thought as you about this one. Is I, I feel like they're going to jump on Arizona and they're not going to really want to let the same thing happen as last week. Justin disagrees. He's taking Arizona and the points in this one. All right, next up, Red River Shootout, Oklahoma, Texas, Cotton Bowl, six and a half point. Uh, Texas is a six and a half point favorite in this one. Justin's riding with Oklahoma. I'm actually going to take Texas to cover the six and a half. I just think they're a better football team. But Oklahoma's playing really stinking well this year. Obviously, they haven't faced the level of competition that Texas has. But I just, I think this is the year. I think Texas is rolling. I'm going to roll with them. Yeah, I'm taking Texas minus the six and a half. I, I don't think it's a big enough number. In my, in, if I'm really being honest, the Oklahoma offense has actually kind of struggled against some not all that great teams this year. Um, while they have some explosive playmakers, I don't think they're starting their best quarterback. Uh, and I think that Texas is a, a much more talented team from top to bottom. So I'm going to go with the Longhorns here. Uh, minus six and a half. All right, let's jump over to the Big Ten. Obviously, you had a Big Ten talk earlier with all the schedule release. Ohio State at home hosting the undefeated Maryland Terrapins, 20-point favorite for Ohio State. Their offense really hasn't, you know, come uncorked a whole lot this year, at least not against, you know, Power 5 competition. So 20 points is a lot there. So for that reason, I think Ohio State wins, and I think they win comfortably. But I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna say Maryland covers, and Justin agrees with me on this one, and he also has Maryland. This is where I'm gonna depart from you guys. Uh, Maryland hasn't played anybody that's an actual passing offense yet, and with that in mind, I'm taking Ohio State minus the twenty. All right, over to the SEC, LSU six point road favorite on the after that devastating shootout loss to to Ole Miss. They're on the road at Missouri. And they're a six-point favorite in this one. Where are you at? Uh, I'm taking Missouri plus six on this game. I I think that Missouri has enough playmakers like Luther Burden on the outside um, to take advantage of what's been a pretty poor LSU secondary. Uh, they haven't really covered anybody very well. Um, and Missouri is really well coached and really effective um, on defense. It's actually interesting because Christian Williams, who some Duck fans might remember being a pretty big contributor last time we went up to Seattle in 2019, um, is, is playing really good football. I guess not the last time, but the time before the last time. Uh, is playing really good football for the for the Tigers and the interior of the defensive line. So we get the Tiger Bowl, uh, and I'm taking Missouri to cover, but LSU to win. Yeah, I'm with you. I have Missouri um, covering this one as well. Justin is riding with LSU, so we'll, we'll split off there again as well. Staying in the SEC, Alabama, two-point road favorite going to Texas A&M. Justin likes the Crimson Tide here. I'm actually going to go with the home team. I think A&M actually has a decent to, to good chance to win this game outright. So I'm going to pick them with the two points. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, A&M as well. Um, not, don't feel great about this, but if I had to trust one of the two passing games, I'm probably going to trust A&M a little bit more. Okay, Kentucky at Georgia. Georgia 14.5-point home favorite here against another undefeated team in Kentucky. Justin's got Kentucky in this one. I'm rolling with the Bulldogs. I think they're going to come unleashed here, and and especially after their close game last week, I think they're going to take Kentucky. Yeah, I think I think at home, um, I don't really trust Kentucky's ability to throw the ball at all, uh, and I think that Georgia is actually playing pretty well on offense, all things considered. Um, 
with all the injuries and they're getting some pretty key players back and lad McConkey and Kendall Milton. And so uh, I think ultimately they win this game by more than 14 and a half. All right. Notre Dame, uh, those, the, of the close finishes six and a half point road favorite at another undefeated team, Louisville, this time Louisville, Louisville, this time, uh, Justin's rolling with Notre Dame. I'm rolling with Louisville. And what do you, I'm have? rolling with Notre Dame. Uh, I don't actually think Louisville is nearly as good as their record indicates. Uh, so I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Fair enough. And finally, our our big uh, group of five special out of the Mountain West. Shout out, Mitt. You'll appreciate this one. Uh, this is actually a really good battle between two teams that are Fresno State's undefeated. Wyoming's one loss. Six and a half point road favorite is Fresno State going to Wyoming. And um, who do you like here? I'm sure Wyoming will do their best to drag them into the deep waters and make this a disgusting rock fight, but I think Fresno State's a better football team, so I'll take them minus the six and a half. Very good. I've got Wyoming, and Justin has Wyoming. I do agree with you. The Fresno State's a better football team. Laramie's a really weird place to play. Tons of altitude, 7,500 feet. Um, They are a good football team as well, and like you said, I think they're going to try to drag them into the mud. So I think they're going to do enough to keep it close. Fresno State's better. Those are our picks this week. QB, any final thoughts? No, this week kind of sucks, if I'm honest with you. Like, the Oklahoma-Texas game is interesting, but in Pac-12 play, there's no real intriguing matchups beyond Washington State-UCLA, which, in my opinion, is still probably like a B-tier matchup. Um, I'm really looking forward to next week, though, because there's tons of marquee matchups across the country. Yeah, and I think if you, especially in the Pac-12 schedule, once you get to next week, there is at least an an A-tier matchup like every week for the rest of the season. And and I think you'll see some of that around the country, too. It's funny because you mentioned that as I was going through to pick the games that we were going to pick this week. Obviously, Texas-Oklahoma was easy, and then I'm looking through the rest of it, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, not a lot of great stuff here. So, But we'll see how these go. And uh, obviously, we will be back Monday morning starting to preview the Washington Husky game up in Seattle. Follow us at QB11 Show. Follow him at QB11SD. Follow me at Douglas TS and listen to us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please give us reviews. Please leave comments, feedback, and thank you.